Amen. So um, I'm going to go right into our scripture, First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16, starting with verse 16. Paul writes this. He says, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I know we've already mentioned Christmas several times already this morning, but um, if we could, Pastor Privilege, let's just pump the brakes a little bit longer until next week as we um, and talk about what we're going to celebrate this week, and that's Thanksgiving. And uh, we talked last week a little bit about it. We talked a little bit about the history. We quoted the, the two different speeches. Wow, that's, that's there. So, um, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. You know what? There's not up there. There's no turkey there. Is that turkey? Is that supposed to be turkey under? And is that popcorn? Is that popcorn? What is that? I don't know. What that is. Um, anyway, anyway, that has nothing to do with my message. Boy, we are off the rails. Lord, help me get this back going. Okay. Um, so last week, you talked about being thankful. And we talked about this. This is a really important thing. That We talked about this point that thankfulness is not our default mode. That is not the way we are, especially in our amazing country that we live in. And our, um, uh, we, we are not thankful on, a, on our normal, usually it's complaining, we're griping. Matter of fact, we, we, put, we made a whole social media platforms of abilities to tell people why you're not thankful and why you've got problems with everything and why we're, y'all following me? We are not a thankful people by nature. And so um, we talked about last week the, uh, the 10 lepers. We talked about the 10 lepers who um, the only one of those 10 lepers, we talked about, first of all, it was amazing that Jesus healed 10, uh, cleansed, excuse me, cleansed 10 people at one time, which is fascinating. And then the other part of that, it, only one of those lepers actually came back. And um, we talked about, there's interesting, interesting wording in there where it says that Jesus, he said he cleansed the leper, he made him, he made him ceremonial, ceremonially clean. He looked down, the le- one leper looked down and saw that he was healed, not um, made whole. This is healed, right? Healed from an infirmity. And then when Jesus, he walks up to Jesus, he tells them, well, be, not only you came back to say, give thanks, he says, where's everybody else? And Jesus says, he looks at him and says, your faith has sozoed you has made you whole. So gee, there is something a little extra when we're thankful. There's a little something else else when we recognize where that, that source of that comes from. And so um, we, we talked about last week that um, we talked about we're easy to forget. As a matter of fact, Lincoln in, in 1863 on the day of thanks, um, he said this, he said, to these bounties so we are, that we constantly enjoy that we are prone to forget the source in which they come. Boy, that's so true, that we are prone to forget where they, where they come from. Um, I just want to, as we, as we dive into this a little bit more, I want to talk about this idea of being grateful and, and gratitude. Um, I was reading this guy, he was a psychologist, and he said this, he said, gratitude is a positive emotion that can arise when you acknowledge that you have goodness in your life. Let's just pause right there for a second. The fact that you have, like we we, we all want to, and we talked a little bit about this last week, but this idea that we tend to, it's easier for us to complain about what we don't have than to be thankful for what we do have. 
As a matter of fact, it's easier for a lot of people to be critical of God because God, where's my, where's this? How come you haven't given me this? How come you didn't answer this prayer? How come you, when we, it's so easy, we're quick to do that, but not quick to give thanks for what we do have, to be reminded and to remember what we do have. And he says this, he says, um, to acknowledge that you have goodness in your life and that others and God himself have helped you achieve that goodness. In other words, that the source of the good things lie, lie at least partially outside of yourself. So the things that you have, you didn't, make, you didn't get, give them to yourself. That it was an outside source that has given you those things. Well, you're like, well, I work hard for what I got. Well, remember, if we, like I quote that scripture all the time, it's God that gives us the power to gain wealth. It is God that gives you your breath in your, in your lungs, right? It's God who keeps the sun far enough away from the earth that we don't burn up, amen? It's God who has set this thing in motion, right? So however, whatever you believe about how this thing all started, it's God who keeps it going, and it's God who built it and sustained it for you. That right there is enough to give thanks every single day. I was talking to a guy yesterday, was, I was at a wedding, and, um, and he, this past February, he had had a brain tumor, and he had, um, he had had it removed. He had a, the brain tumor removed, and um, it, was, it was amazing talking to him because he says, he goes, you know what, it, it changes the way you think about everything. Like, I never thought about, like, buying a cemetery plot or doing this or buying the, you know, being... He says, you're grateful every day for the, what you, how you live, that you're, that you're just breathing. And man, when those things, and not to that extreme, but even with my own health stuff this year, like when you have a 99% blockage and you're, you know, quote unquote, widow maker, you're, you, you go, wait a minute, this thing could have been over. Like this, is, this could have been over. And you stop and think, you go, wow, I don't, I don't know why it didn't happen for other, well, I'm grateful that I'm still here. And I'm grateful to look and look at my kids and be, be able to go out to lunch today with my family and to, to be able to, this Thanksgiving, I have a lot to see, be thankful for. And it, and it shouldn't be. You know, and I was thinking about this on the way over. None of this is on my notes, but I was thinking about this on the way over. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, the fact, oh, yeah, I know what it is. You know what, when, when you talk to like people who are older, like, you know, getting closer to the end of their life over, older, you know, you don't hear them talking about, man, I wish I would have just made some more money, right? You, you don't hear that. And when you have people who almost die, they don't talk about, wow, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, wish I, I wish I had the more ability to, to do, do more and, and to, and to uh, uh, gain more for myself. That's not what you hear from people. It's always the, the people that are around us and the things that, it's almost like you get older and you go, man, I'm really blessed. I'm blessed not only because of the provision, but all the people that are around me, right? And, um, and, and I, I thought, why do we have to wait till we're older and getting towards, uh, you know, in your, in your 90s, because we're all gonna live to our 90s, amen? So we're, <laughs> amen. 
So why do we have to wait till we're there to start being thankful? Why do you have to have some life crisis to remind us of why we're thankful? We should just be thankful. Amen? So, um, and it's interesting that um, this is, actually this was a, um, a uh, secular psychologist who talks about the power of being thankful. You know, the world catches up with, Christ, with, our, with our faith, right? It's healthy to be thankful. And as a matter of fact, this idea of thanksgiving is, is the central, a lot of it's the central part of what we believe. We have an object to whom we give thanks. I talked about last week, people who, who don't believe in God, like, what are, you, what are you giving thanks to? Like, the air, the universe? Right? No, we have a God who's provided of us. And even Lincoln said, we need to remember where that came from. So it's actually built into our faith. Actually, the word um, thank, thanksgiving, and the, the Greek word for thanksgiving is eucharista. The euch, like we talk about the Eucharist, right? We, we, and uh, we talk about like, the, the Catholics, they do their Eucharist. And that's all it is, is the Lord's Supper. It's a fancy way of saying the Lord's Supper, basically, right? And so it has to do, this word is based in two different things. Um, you, which is meaning good or well, and it has the word for grace, charis, Eucharist. It's the well-favored grace that's been given to you. And so, in, and that's the word thanksgiving. It's that you've been given abundant grace, is that word thankfulness, is the, the understanding that you've been given that. And actually in the Eucharist, so with the Eucharist is celebrated, it involves giving thanks for the sacrificial death that Jesus did for us on the cross. So when we, we participate in the Eucharist, right, we're, we're giving this thanks for what God has done. Um, in, the, in the Hebrew language, this idea this is really interesting. This is, we do not use this term like, like the, these Hebrew people used it. The word thanksgiving into, in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word has to do with to bless. And, um, and I thought about it. You know, when, when we, how many of you read, you've read scripture? How many of you read scripture? Raise your hand. Excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> um, hopefully, since my Timothy series, y'all been reading your scripture more. Um, I should say that every time. How many of y'all been reading your scripture? Like, right? So, um, and then we'll give an altar call for people. Um, <laughs> so it's important to read your Bibles. If you don't get anything out of Hope Church, read your Bibles. Fellowship with God. Um, but this idea, it says to bless. The Hebrew word is to, is to bless. How many of you read, as you read your Bible, he says, um, bless the Lord, O my soul. Like, what, like when we think about blessing, when, when uh, Western culture Americans think about blessing, we think about the stuff that's actually come upon us, right? The blessing that has actually happened to us, right? When, but when, when, um, when, the, when the Hebrews, when the Jewish people thought about bless the Lord, it was this idea of giving thanks to the Lord, to give thanks to him. To, so um, so it, it's different in the Hebrew than what the way we use blessing and blessed now. It is to bless the Lord, means to give thanks. And, and, and basically it's this, to acknowledge what someone has done for you is to bless them. 
when you thought when you think about this ancient Hebrew text. So, um, I want to I want to dive into a scripture this morning, and that's in Deuteronomy. We're going to go full Old Testament this morning. Deuteronomy. How many of the the Hebrew Bible or the old what we call the Old Testament has good stuff? Amen. It's good stuff. So this is Deuteronomy chapter 8. And this is where we're talking about the promise that God has given the um, Israelites to go into their land. And he gives them some instructions when they go into their land. Let's, let's just let's read. We're going to read a, a hunk of scripture. Um, we're gonna break it up, but we're going to read a hunk of scripture this morning. Verse 7. Starting in verse 7, it says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Everybody say a good land. A land with streams and springs and deep water sources. Man, that's my kind of place. Flowing with both valleys and hills. A land of wheat, barley, vines, figs, and pomegranates. And a land of olive oil and honey. A land, everybody's like, mmm, it's good. So it's like, hurry up, pastor, we gotta go eat lunch. Um, a land where you will eat food without shortage. It's getting better and better. Where you will lack nothing. Mm. A land whose rocks are iron, and those who you'll build, uh, and from those hills you will mine copper. And when you eat and are full, you will bless or give thanks. Bless the Lord your God for the good land that He has given you. Now remember, like when when remember the, the word bless is to give thanks. So he says that when you get in there, you're going to see all of this stuff. And when you do, you will bless or give thanks to God, right? To bless the Lord, not only to give thanks, but also to remember where those blessings came from. You will bless him. He says in that last scripture, he says, um, you will bless the Lord for the Lord, for, uh, for your God the good land he has given you, right? You won't just be, you just won't, like, like here, here's, here's what I'm trying to get to. You won't just get into, guys, you won't just get into the land land and be excited that you're there. You, you won't just get there and be, and be like, wow, this is amazing. This is so cool. Look at all this food. Look at this, look at these hills and the fishing's amazing. And look at all the water and the streams and the, the hills and all the fruit and the olive oil. And it's, I didn't know you could do that with all of it. It's amazing. This is great. He says you won't just celebrate because it's awesome. You will give thanks. You will bless the Lord because it was him who gave it to you. It was him who gave it to you. God who gave it to you. And so often I think that we, we do that. We, we, got, we go, man, I went to this. Man, I got this family. We got together. We ate this food. It was really amazing. It was, it was turkey. David smoked the turkey, and it was actually really good. Let's believe God for that. And, um, and so it was, it was amazing, and the food was great. It was just, oh, man, I'm just excited to be here. And the lions lost again on, on Thanksgiving Day and because they, they always lose on Thanksgiving Day for some crazy reason. <sighs> it's sad. But like, but, but you just celebrate the, the moment. It's not. It's about giving thanks to the one. And boy, we do that in our own lives. We're just, we're, we're glad about, you know, you get out on it. Man, if you get out on the water, one of my favorite things is, is, um, is the water and the mountains and fishing and all that stuff. And 
Boy, if you're not careful, you just get wrapped up in what's going on around you rather than to remember where that blessing came from. And so unfortunately, in verse 11, we'll pick up there. It says, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, ordinances, and statutes that I'm, being, I'm giving you today. I don't have time to go into that, but that giving thanks and acknowledging God actually moves us into obedience. That when you eat and are full and build beautiful houses to live in, and your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold multiply and everything you have increases, be careful that your, that you, that your heart does not become proud and forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. That can be, it can be so good that you forget. He led you through the great and terrible wilderness with the poisonous snakes and scorpions, a thirsty land where there was no water. He brought water out of the flint rock for you. He fed you in the wilderness with manna, with your ancestors. He says you can forget all those things. Boy, if I just saw God do miracles, I'd never change. Mm. I would always follow him. If I just saw him do some miracles, that's not true because you can forget. He fed you in the wilderness of manna, which your ancestors had not known, in order to humble and test you so that the end he might cause you to prosper. You may say to yourself, my power and my own ability has gained this wealth for me. But remember that the Lord your God gives you the power to gain wealth. There's my, there's my scripture. In order to confirm his covenant, he swore by your ancestors that it is written today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods to serve him and bow to worship them, I will testify against you that you will certainly perish. See, there's things in our life, and I want to talk about these things for a little bit. There's things in our life that will keep you from being thankful, keep you from being a thankful person. Um, <laughs> the first thing is failing to keep his commands. Like it is all wrapped up together, just in general. And, and what does that mean? Like when, when you forget to keep, quote unquote, his commands, what are you really doing? You're really forgetting God in your everyday life. You're just forgetting God. You're just going through your day and you don't really consider the Lord. Because I don't know about you. There's enough things in my world. There's enough things that... Um, there's enough opportunities for me to do ungodly things that I need to remember what God has done for me. I need to remember God in my daily, everyday life, moment by moment. Amen? And, um, and so, um, and, and not only that, as we do that, what, what happens to us is we become proud, thinking that I did something. It was me. It was totally me. It was my power. It was forgetting that it was God who brought me out. And all of a sudden you go, well, you know what? I did all these things. And that's because I did all these things. This is why I, I'm living the way I am. Like if you're honest with yourself, really, really, really honest with yourself, and I'm honest with myself, we're not that good. We're not that good. Can you really? I, I, I'm like, I'm not going to ask you to lift up your hands. But some of you, like you, you... <laughs> 
in your workplace, you go, I'm really, we, we say it we like this, I'm really over my skis in this one. <laughs> if they only knew, if they only knew how, I'm, this is a bad confession, just help, let me just, if they only knew how big of a dimwit I was, they, they, they would like, if they only, if they only knew that mo- a lot of times I play a good game, right? If they only knew, like, I would be out. Some of you need to realize and recognize that it's by the grace of God that you have the job you have today. And it's by the grace. Yeah, you went to school. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you went to, you went to all the classes. And you know there's that class, boy, that you, the only way you passed that class was by the grace of God. The only way you passed that was by the grace of God, right? The teacher was crazy or whatever happened or you're, you know, Nick was telling me about, I got to be careful, this is recorded, but Nick was telling me about my, because he's in, uh, he's doing physical therapy school. So he's in, he's in classes and he's like, man, that teacher's crazy. Like, like it's only by the grace of God that you made it through your schooling. It's only by the grace of God. All right, married people, if you know, if you've been married for longer than like 10, 15 years, you're already going, it's by the grace of God that I'm still married. That's it's by the, and if you were really honest, it'd be by the grace of God that this person's still stuck with you. That's right, that's right. You realize, that's a good point. You realize you're vulnerable every single night when you go to bed. And the fact that you woke up this morning is a testament to the goodness of God and the favor of God over your life. You need to celebrate in this church this morning. And all of a sudden you go, it's because I'm such a good husband. And we do. But the fact is we do. It's my own ability, my own that I have got. We're so self-deceived. It is by the grace of God. It is by the grace of God. And we can, and we can, if we're not careful, realize or think that it's some of our great power that we have gotten to the place where we're at. You, you know what? I'll just, let's, I'll get there in a minute. Let me just read this. Further down, it says this. This is where, I may not have got you on that one, but just we'll, this next one will get all of us. It says, because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get you this morning. Now, I want to say, I want to get us to think is what I want to do. Deuteronomy chapter 9 and verse 4. It says this, when the Lord your God drives them out before you, do not say, the Lord brought me in to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. Instead, the Lord will drive these, uh, these nations before you because of their wickedness. You are not going to take possession of the land because you are righteous or your integrity. Instead, the Lord will drive out these nations because of their wickedness in order to fulfill the promise he swore to your ancestors. What God is saying is there's a lot bigger picture going on than just you and your little righteous doings. It ain't about, that's exactly what he's saying. It ain't, I'm going to let y'all do the message this morning. It ain't about you. It's not about you. 
in order to fulfill the promise that was swore to you by your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand that the Lord your God is not giving you the land to possess because you are righteous, for you are a stiff-necked people. And all God's people repented right here on a Sunday morning. Amen? Because all of a sudden, like we think, we think, well, I've done, I'm, just, I'm just so good. I'm a, I'm, I've been a Christian a long time. I, I know my stuff. I am Pastor David. I got all my junk together. Come, come to my house on a random Thursday. Where's my cape? Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really true. That's it. That, yeah, setting up Christmas decorations has never been a peaceful, easy feeling in the Lear home growing up. It is not. It is not. There's a lot of opinions in the Lear home about the way things should go. Like, just remember, like, guys, listen, listen. We don't deserve any of it. Any of it. Any of the blessings that we've been given, we don't deserve not one thing. All of us have gone our own way. All of us have done our own thing. All of us have failed. All of us have never lived up even to our own expectations, much less God's expectations. It is only by the Eucharist, the grace of God over all of us, that we've been given these things. You're not that, you and I, we're not that good. We're not that good. If we really boiled it all down and started thinking about the blessings that you and I have on a daily blessings, on a daily basis and start, and start forgetting the things that we just don't have and we're just, you know, we're just wanting and realize what we do have and then realize that none of us deserve it, you know what would cause inside of us? Gratitude. That's the only other, that's the only response is gratitude. God, that you, that you get to, that I get to be an example. And, and this is how extreme it gets. This scripture just popped in my head. This is how extreme it gets. Paul says, I give thanks. This is, you ready? Ready to go up another level? Paul says, I give thanks that I've been counted worthy to suffer for Jesus. We all got room to grow after that one. He says, I am grateful that I even am considered worthy to suffer for my master, Jesus. That's amazing. That's some true understanding of the grace of God. That's Paul. Paul, man, he's like the, he had it all, right? He had the wisdom, he had the knowledge, he had the influence. What he, what he was grateful for, that he was just, actually, if you boil it all down, when you listen to Paul, he's just grateful to be a child of God. And because we think we, like, even, even in our, let me clarify this before I say it, even in our attitude of understanding of our right standing with God, we need to be careful. That should be, our right standing with God should cause us to be grateful. We got to be careful, even in that right standing with God that, and all the promises of God that we, we, we believe that God has given us freely and we receive those things by faith. It's not because you deserve it. 
It's because of his abundance of grace on you. And we have to be careful that we don't get that all twisted up. All right, real quick. Other in- in hindrances. They're just off the top of me and the Holy Spirit's thoughts this week. Was our other hindrance of, of, uh, of hindrance to our thankfulness attitude is comparing ourselves with each other. Well, I'm not as blessed as, I'm not, I don't have what they have. Um, Paul says this, he says that those who compare themselves among themselves are unwise. See, our blessings aren't, aren't things that we should, if we, if we deal this, we're just dealing it, we're walking right into the culture of our world of the keeping up with the Joneses. Well, I got to have that because that person had that. But, oh, I only have an iPhone 7. That guy has an iPhone, whatever, the 23, whatever they are at now. <laughs> And like, have you ever noticed like all the iPhones, like they, 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 they jump up a whole nother thing and it costs like a thousand, like $1,500. And like, oh yeah, you, you get this little new emoji if you buy this. Like what in the world? Like the, they, they, uh, well, Android's a whole nother level of deception. Anyway, um, <laughs> I lost half, half. <laughs> Preach the word. Okay. Or over this. How about just your high expectations? Setting extreme or high expectations for yourself or others can cause it to be difficult for you to appreciate what you do already have. You do already have. How about this one? There's, some, there's a lot to say about this. And I, I know we, we are supposed to be, um, I like to what this, um, actually I listened to Tim Tebow this week. And he says, he says, we're, he's talking, actually, he's talking about this comparing idea. And he says, you know what? We're not called to, um, like, you look at Tim Tebow. Like, he's, he's, he's got the looks. He's got the muscles. He's got the influence. He's got the godliness. He's got, you know, it's like, and he's driven, like, super, like, weirdly driven, this guy. He says, he goes, um, he goes you can't compare yourselves to other people. He says, I'm, he says, you shouldn't say, I want to be the greatest at this. At that thing, because nobody, you'll never be the greatest at that thing, right? All these college football players that are played, that played yesterday, they're going to be the greatest at it until they go to the NFL and they realize that there's a whole bunch of other people that are just as great, if not greater than them, right? And then they're going to be the best on their team until they got to run up next to this other guy who's, and then that day he's better than that guy. So it's a comparison among each other. And what Tim Tebow said, he's actually, he said, what you need to be is the greatest version of yourself. And stop comparing yourselves to one another. Because you know what? The truth is, God's got that story for somebody else. But God's writing your story in your own life. Right? And if, we con- if we're continually wishing I was Wishing I had the muscle mass as so-and-so, or wish I had the brains as so wish I had the drive as somebody else, wish I had this. You'll constantly live in disappointment, and you'll never remember what God has given you already. It's a trap. Busy, or another one is busyness and distractions. A busy and distracted lifestyles mean that we can actually forget what's going on in our own life in the immediate circles of where we're at. And, re- and we need to take time to reflect on this other thing. I got I to gotta go, go, but um, 
two things, two more things. How many, how many of y'all give me two things? Two things. That's two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. I got a lot of two, two more things. Um, just two things. Two things. First of all, if we want to be thankful, this is where I want to help you. I want to help me. First of all, if you want to be thankful, it has to be intentional. There's no other way around it. It has to be intentional. You have to actually set time aside to be thankful. And you have to, not only do you have to set the time aside, but you have to be intentional on what you are thankful for. General, just, I'm, I, God, I give you thanks. I, get, I challenge you. Be specific. Take some time and be specific about what he gave thanks for, about what you give thanks for, right? God, I thank you. God, I thank you that I go to the greatest church in all of Woodstock on a Sunday morning. God, I thank you. I thank you, God, that you woke me up this morning. I thank you, God, that God, you that I don't live in a tent, God. I thank you, God. I'm grateful to you, God, that you've given me a good job. You've given me a good life. You know, I don't have everything, and God, I'm not all the way there, but God, I thank you. God, I don't even worry about those things right now. God, I thank you for what I have today. I thank you, God. I give you thanks for this thing, that thing, the other thing. I thank you, God. For me, I thank you, God, that you know I love fishing, and God, you made me live right near a lake. I thank you. That's literally, really, truly. I thank you, God. Some people, you make a, a thankfulness journal. Just start writing some of those things down. So if you forget, actually, was it Psalms, was it 104? It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then he goes through and lists them. That's not a bad idea, to go through and list the things that you are thankful for. And, and, and it takes discipline because also, like in moments, you can be thankful. You can be thankful that, um, I don't know, I was thinking of something, trying to think of something funny. And just, in, in, I guess what I'm trying to say is in moments, you can be thankful in those moments. Be thankful that, um, that when you went to that, you went to check out, there was nobody in line. You went, oh, thank God. <laughs> Parking spots. I don't know. I, I think you might get better parking spots if you just were a little bit thankful. Of course, you'll also be driving around the parking lot for hours if you're like me. Be thankful. Look for th things to be thankful for. Actually, practice the art of giving thanks to other people when they do things for you. And be specific about what they did. Amen? Be thankful for people. One of the, um, she's not here today, but one of the best giving thanks per people I know is Cindy O'Leary. Cindy O'Leary is one of the biggest thank you people I've ever met in my life. She's amazing. She's, a, she's the head of the Hope Center. Man, you could give like, a, I gave a half a penny at the Hope Banquet, and she'd be like, oh my God, it was the greatest gift ever. Like, she's amazing. She, is she here? She's not here, is she? She is great at giving, at being thankful. Go beyond the normal. I super thank you for what you did, you know. I thank you so much. Lisa, thank you so much for doing this. All the people that helped, thank you for, for working so hard. Um, like, and I guess what, what we need to do is like see people instead of the circumstances that you're in. 
Like see the person that served you lunch today if you go out for lunch. See the person that served you lunch, not just the fact that there was some random person that fed. No, there's a human that God loves, and they're, you know, they're going, they're bracing for the church crowd, amen? That should, that should be an out. We should be the best tippers, the most grateful, the most thankful. Best tippers, because we're grateful. Are you grateful? Are you grateful? That somebody, you didn't have to walk up and go back in the back and grab your own food? Volunteer. Go be a part of Tuesday afternoon and go see somebody face to face and look at them in the eyeball to eyeball and tell them thank you. And let me just say, you'll be less, you'll be more happy. You'll be less grumpy. You'll be a better person to be around. Can I get an amen? You'll be kinder to others. You'll have a better you have a better disposition about just your life in general is when you're thankful, it matters. The psychologist goes on to, that I've quoted earlier, he goes on to say, being thankful is only half the equation. The other half of the equation is expressing your thankfulness. And so I can be thankful for my wife all day long. But if I never tell her, what good does that do? What good is it if I never thank her, specifically thank her for things? If I don't specifically thank people for what they've done, I'm just another victim of our entitled culture. Right? Amen? You're not entitled to anything. You're entitled, your entitlement that's the wrong way to say it. Like you're not entitled to anything. It's all by the grace of God. But I do believe this. As you're grateful and as your gratitude, as your gratitude towards each other and your gratitude especially towards God increases, your faith will grow, your relationship with God will grow, the nearness of God will grow in your life. Things change when we're grateful, amen? And it's wrapped up in all of the scriptures that we have is being thankful. Amen. Let's all stand together. So right where you are, I want you to close your eyes. What's that? I want you to close your eyes right where you're at. Just you and him. And we ask you to close your eyes, not because it's, the magical prayer stance. It's just so that all the distractions will go. I want you to say this um, out loud, but quietly, right? Just say, Holy Spirit, will you remind me of things I can be thankful for? And now listen. You didn't know I was going to do that, so do it again. Say, Holy Spirit, will you remind me right now of things to be thankful for? Now listen, just listen. And as they come, as they come, you and him, I want you just, just not out of your mouth, but just out of your own heart, give thanks. Just you and him.
Just following the leading of the Holy Spirit. If something non-personal hits your mind, I want you to say it out loud right where you're at. Just be bold. Say it out loud. I'll start my family, your job, your country, friends. What's that? The written word, amen. My house, church. The Holy Spirit, home, health. <laughs> Putting up with me. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, good bosses. Patient bosses. Mm. Yeah. And what I hear is now take those things and with the understanding, realize that they're not just given from the universe, they're given by God. Now focus that thankfulness that you just spoke out. God, I thank you that you gave those to me. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. So just right there, right there, you see, mumbled or whatever. God, I thank you for that it comes from you, God. God, I don't deserve it, God. I'm so disobedient at times, God. I'm not, I don't live up to your standard yet, God. You still pour out your blessings. On us, God. I'm grateful this morning. Grateful, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Some of you are going, man, it's harder than I thought. Yeah. But with practice, it happened easier. Amen? So, Father, we thank you. We acknowledge that every good and perfect gift comes from you. God, we acknowledge, God, that we are forgetful. And God, we take even just this moment, and God, we give thanks. And God, I pray, God, even as we open up this Christmas season, Father, I pray that you would cause us not to get wrapped up in, not wrapped up, that's funny, wrapped up in all the stuff and all the gifts but God, I pray in all the pressures and all the stuff, God, because it's going to come. But God, would you help us to be thankful? Will you give us moments this Christmas season? God, as we look at Christmas trees, God, would you remind us that you are the giver of life? God, would you, when we see our neighborhoods lit up with lights, whether they're Christians or Christian or not, God, would you help us to remember? God, will you give us things this season? Will you Cause us to remember when we see stars. God, will you remind us of that star on that night? God, would you remind us, God, that Jesus, when we see lights, we see the light of the world. 
God, would you just help us? And God, as we remember those things, God, would you cause us to be thankful in those moments, God? God, we want to invite you into every part of our life. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Last thing, I always say this before every Christmas season. You, we can get all mad about all the, I don't know about you, I used to do this. I used to get so mad when I would hear all the songs that didn't honor Jesus. And we get all like, all bent out of shape because like they, they talked about, they, they had all the lights, but nothing about Jesus and their Christmas things. And I just, I, I just saw, I just thought, you know what? I choose to see Jesus this Christmas in a different decoration. I don't care if they're a Christian or not. If I see a star, I can remember the star over that, over that. If I, if I see Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I don't know. God, give me revelation. As a deer pants for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. That God, just as you drove, this is guided that sleigh in the night. God, you are guiding me with the light of that flashing red nose of the Holy Ghost that's within me. I'm serious. I'm not even joking. Like, choose to be joyous this Christmas. And you see what you want to see, right? Amen. And let those things remind you of the goodness of God. Take moments this Christmas season to have encounters with God in the stores and the places that you go. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing, amazing week.